Part three, chapter three of A Key to Uncle Tom's Cabin by Harriet Beecher Stowe. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Chapter three separation of families part two let the reader now stop one minute and look over again those previous two weeks advertisements this is not novel writing this is fact see these human beings tumbled promiscuously out before the public with horses mules second-hand buggies cottonseed bedsteads etc etc and christian ladies in the same newspaper saying that they prayerfully study god's word and believe their institutions have his sanction does he suppose that here in these two weeks there have been no scenes of suffering imagine the distress of these families the nights of anxiety of these mothers and children wives and husbands when these sales are about to take place imagine the scenes of the sales a young lady a friend of the writer who spent a winter in carolina described to her the sale of a woman and her children when the little girl seven years of age was put on the block she fell into spasms with fear and excitement she was taken off recovered and put back the spasms came back three times the experiment was tried and at last the sale of the child was deferred see also the following from dr elwood harvey editor of a western paper to the pennsylvania freeman december twenty fifth eighteen forty six quote we attended a sale of land and other property near petersburg virginia and unexpectedly saw slaves sold at public auction the slaves were told they would not be sold and were collected in front of the quarters gazing on the assembled multitude the land being sold the auctioneer's loud voice was heard bring up the niggers a shade of astonishment and affright passed over their faces as they stared first at each other and then at the crowd of purchasers whose attention was now directed to them when the horrible truth was revealed to their minds that they were to be sold and nearest relations and friends parted for ever the effect was indescribably agonizing women snatched up their babes and ran screaming into the huts children hid behind the huts and trees and the men stood in mute despair the auctioneer stood on the portico of the house and the men and boys were ranging in the yard for inspection it was announced that no warranty of soundness was given and purchasers must examine for themselves a few old men were sold at prices from thirteen to twenty-five dollars and it was painful to see old men bowed with years of toil and suffering stand up to be the jest of brutal tyrants and to hear them tell their disease and worthlessness fearing that they would be bought and traded for the southern market a white boy about fifteen years old was placed on the stand his hair was brown and straight his skin exactly the same hue as other white persons and no discernible trace of negro features in his countenance some vulgar jests were passed on his color and two hundred dollars was bid for him but the audience said that it was not enough to begin on for such a likely young nigger several remarked that they would not have him as a gift some said a white nigger was more trouble than he was worth one man said it was wrong to sell white people i asked him if it was more wrong than to sell black people he made no reply 
before he was sold his mother rushed from the house upon the portico crying in frantic grief my son oh my boy they will take away my dear here her voice was lost as she was rudely pushed back and the door closed the sale was not for a moment interrupted and none of the crowd appeared to be in the least affected by the scene the poor boy afraid to cry before so many strangers who showed no signs of sympathy or pity trembled and wiped tears from his cheeks with his sleeves he was sold for about two hundred and fifty dollars during the sale the quarters resounded with cries and lamentations that made my heart ache a woman was next called by name she gave her infant one wild embrace before leaving it with an old woman and hastened mechanically to obey the call but stopped threw her arms aloft screamed and was unable to move one of my companions touched my shoulder and said come let us leave here i can bear no more we left the ground the man who drove our carriage from petersburg had two sons who belonged to the estate small boys he obtained a promise that they should not be sold he was asked if they were his only children he answered all that's left of eight three others had been sold to the south and he would never see or hear from them again as northern people do not see such things they should hear of them often enough to keep them awake to the sufferings of the victims of their indifference such are the common incidents not the admitted cruelties of an institution which people have brought themselves to feel is in accordance with god's word suppose it to be conceded now that quote, the family relation is protected as far as possible the question still arises how far is it possible advertisements of sales to the number of those we have quoted more or less appear from week to week in the same papers in the same neighborhood and professional traders make it their business to attend them and buy up victims now if the inhabitants of a given neighborhood charge themselves with the care to see that no families are separated in this whirl of auctioneering one would fancy that they could have very little else to do it is a fact and a most honorable one to our common human nature that the distress and anguish of these poor helpless creatures does often raise up for them friends among the generous-hearted southern men often go to the extent of their means and beyond their means to arrest the cruel operations of trade and relieve cases of individual distress there are men at the south who could tell if they would how when they have spent the last dollar that they thought they could afford on one week they have been importuned by precisely such a case the next and been unable to meet it there are masters at the south who could tell if they would how they have stood and bid against a traitor to redeem some poor slave of their own till the bidding was perfectly ruinous and they had been obliged to give up by sheer necessity good-natured auctioneers know very well how they have often been entreated to connive at keeping a poor fellow out of the trader's clutches and how sometimes they succeed and sometimes they do not the very struggle and effort which generous southern men make to stop the regular course of trade only shows them the hopelessness of the effort we fully concede that many of them do as much or more than any of us would do under similar circumstances and yet they know that what they do amounts after all to the merest trifle but let us still further reason upon the testimony of advertisements 
what is to be understood by the following of the memphis eagle and inquirer saturday november thirteenth eighteen fifty two under the editorial motto liberty and union now and forever come with the following illustrations number one seventy-five negroes i have just received from the east seventy-five assorted a number one negroes call soon if you want to get the first choice benjamin little number two cash for negroes i will pay as high cash prices for a few likely young negroes as any trader in this city also will receive and sell on commission at bird's hill old stand on adams street memphis benjamin little number three five hundred negroes wanted we will pay the highest cash price for all good negroes offered we invite all those having negroes for sale to call on us at our mart opposite the lowest steamboat landing we will also have a large lot of virginia negroes for sale in the fall we have as safe a jail as any in the country where we can keep negroes safe for those that wish them kept bolton dickens and company under the head of advertisements number one let us humbly inquire what assorted a number one negroes means is it likely that it means negroes sold in families what is meant by the invitation call soon if you want to get the first choice so much for advertisement number one now let us propound a few questions to be initiated on number two what does mr benjamin little mean by saying that he will pay as high a cash price for a few likely young negroes as any trader in the city do families commonly consist exclusively of likely young negroes on the third advertisement we are also desirous of some information Messrs. bolton dickens and company state that they expect to receive a large lot of virginia negroes in the fall unfortunate Messrs. bolton dickens and company do you suppose that virginia families will sell their negroes have you read mr j thornton randall's last novel and have you not learned that old virginia families never sell to traders and more than that that they always club together and buy up the negroes that are for sale in their neighborhood and the traders when they appear on the ground are hustled off with very little ceremony one would really think that you had got your impressions on the subject from uncle tom's cabin for we are told that all who derive their views of slavery from this book regard the families of slaves as utterly unsettled and vagrant footnote this is from an article in fraser's magazine for october by a south carolinian and footnote but before we recover from our astonishment on reading this we take up the natchez mississippi courier of november twentieth eighteen fifty two and there we read negroes the undersigned would respectfully state to the public that he has leased the stand in the forks of the road near natchez for a term of years and that he intends to keep a large lot of negroes on hand during the year he will sell as low or lower than any other trader at this place or in new orleans he has just arrived from virginia with a very likely lot of field men and women also house servants three cooks and a carpenter call and see a fine buggy horse a saddle horse and a carryall on hand and for sale thomas g james natchez september twenty eighth eighteen fifty two where in the world did this lucky mr thomas g james get this likely virginia assortment 
probably in some county in which mr thornton randolph never visited and had no families been separated to form the assortment we hear of a lot of field men and women where are their children we hear of a lot of house servants of three cooks and one carpenter as well as a fine buggy horse had these unfortunate cooks and carpenters no relations did no sad natural tears stream down their dark cheeks when they were being assorted for the natchez market does no mournful heart among them yearn to the song of oh carry me back to old virginia still further we see in the same paper the following slaves 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 fresh arrivals weekly having established ourselves at the forks of the road near natchez for a term of years we have now on hand and intend to keep throughout the entire year a large and well-selected stock of negroes consisting of field hands house servants mechanics cooks seamstresses washers ironers etc which we can and will sell as low or lower than any other house here or in new orleans persons wishing to purchase would do well to call on us before making purchases elsewhere as our regular arrivals would keep us supplied with a good and general assortment our terms are liberal give us a call griffin and pullman natchez october fifteenth eighteen fifty two free trader and concordia intelligencer copy as above indeed messrs griffin and pullman it seems are equally fortunate they are having fresh supplies weekly and are going to keep a large well-selected stock constantly on hand to wit field hands house servants mechanics cooks seamstresses washers ironers etc let us respectfully inquire what is the process by which a trader acquires a well-selected stock he goes to virginia to select he has had orders say for one dozen cooks for half a dozen carpenters for so many house servants etc etc each one of these individuals have their own ties besides being cooks carpenters and house servants they are also fathers mothers husbands wives but what of that they must be selected it is an assortment that is wanted the gentleman who has ordered a cook does not of course want her five children and the planter who has ordered a carpenter does not want the cook his wife a carpenter is an expensive article at any rate as they cost from a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars and a man who has to pay out this sum for him cannot always afford himself the luxury of indulging his humanity and as to the children they must be left in the slave-raising state for when the ready-raised article is imported weekly into natchez or new orleans is it likely that the inhabitants will encumber themselves with the labor of raising children no there must be division of labor in all well-ordered business the northern slave states raise the article and the southern ones consume it the extracts have been taken from the papers of the more southern states if now the reader has any curiosity to explore the selecting process in the northern states the daily prince will further enlighten him in the daily virginian of november nineteenth eighteen fifty two mr j b mcclendon thus announces to the old dominion that he has settled himself down to attend to the selecting process negroes wanted the subscriber having located in lynchburg is giving the highest cash prizes for negroes between the ages of ten and thirty 
those having negroes for sale may find it to their interest to call on him at the washington hotel lynchburg or address him by letter all communications will receive prompt attention j b mcclendon november five daily mr mcclendon distinctly announces that he is not going to take any children under ten years of age nor any grown people over thirty likely young negroes are what he is after families of course never separated again in the same paper mr seth woodroof is desirous of keeping up a recollection in the community that he also is in the market as it would appear he has been some time past he likewise wants negroes between ten and thirty years of age but his views turn rather on mechanics blacksmiths and carpenters witness his hand negroes wanted the subscriber continues in market for negroes of both sexes between the ages of ten and thirty years including mechanics such as blacksmiths carpenters and will pay the highest market prices in cash his office is a newly erected brick building on first or lynch street immediately in rear of the farmer's bank where he is prepared having erected buildings with that view to board negroes sent to lynchburg for sale or otherwise on as moderate terms and keep them there as secure as if they were placed in the jail at the corporation august twenty sixth seth woodroof there is no manner of doubt that this mr seth woodroof is a gentleman of humanity and wishes to avoid the separation of families as much as possible doubtless he ardently wishes that all his blacksmiths and carpenters would be considerate and never have any children under ten years of age but if the thoughtless dogs have got them what's a humane man to do he has to fill out mr this that and the other's order that's a clear case and therefore john and sam must take their last look at their babies as uncle tom did of his when he stood by the rough trundle bed and dropped into it great useless tears nay my friends don't curse poor mr seth woodroof because he does the horrible loathsome work of tearing up the living human heart to make twine and shoestrings for you it's disagreeable business enough he will tell you sometimes and if you must have him do it for you treat him civilly and don't pretend that you are any better than he but the good trade is not confined to the old dominion by any means see the following extract from a tennessee paper the nashville gazette november twenty third eighteen fifty two where mr a a mclean general agent in this kind of business thus makes known his wants and intentions wanted i want to purchase immediately twenty-five likely negroes male and female between the ages of fifteen and twenty-five for which i will pay the highest price in cash a a mclean general agent cherry street november ninth mr mclean it seems only wants those between the ages of fifteen and twenty-five this advertisement is twice repeated in the same paper from which fact we may conjecture that the gentleman is very much in earnest in his wants and entertains rather confident expectations that somebody will be willing to sell further the same gentleman states another want wanted i want to purchase immediately a negro man carpenter and will give a good price september twenty ninth a a mclean general agent 
mr mclean does not advertise for his wife and children or where this same carpenter is to be sent whether to the new orleans market or up the red river or off to some far bayou of the mississippi never to look upon wife or child again but again mr mclean in the same paper tells us of another want wanted immediately a wet nurse any price will be given for one of good character constitution etc apply to a a mclean general agent and what is done with the baby of this wet nurse perhaps at the moment that mr mclean is advertising for her she is hushing the little thing in her bosom and thinking as many another mother has done that it is about the brightest prettiest little baby that ever was born for singularly enough even black mothers do fall into this delusion sometimes no matter for all this she is wanted for a wet nurse aunt prue can take her baby and raise it on corn cake and what not off with her to mr mclean see also the following advertisement of the good state of alabama which shows how the trade is thriving there mr s n brown in the advertiser and gazette montgomery alabama holds forth as follows negroes for sale s n brown takes this method of informing his old patrons and others wanting to purchase slaves that he has now on hand of his own selection and purchasing a lot of likely young negroes consisting of men boys and women field hands and superior house servants which he offers and will sell as low as the times will warrant office on market street above the montgomery hall at lindsay's old stand where he intends to keep slaves for sale on his own account and not on commission therefore thinks he can give satisfaction to those who patronize him montgomery alabama september third eighteen fifty two where were these boys and girls of mr brown selected let us ask how did their fathers and mothers feel when they were selected emmeline was taken out of one family and george out of another the judicious trader has travelled through wide regions of country leaving in his track wailing and anguish a little incident which has recently been the rounds of the papers may perhaps illustrate some of the scenes he has occasioned incident of slavery a negro woman belonging to george m garrison of polk county killed four of her children by cutting their throats while they were asleep on thursday night the second instant and then put an end to her own existence by cutting her throat her master knows of no cause for the horrid act unless it be that she heard him speak of selling her and two of her children and keeping the others the uncertainty of the master in this case is edifying he knows that negroes cannot be expected to have the feelings of cultivated people and yet here is a case where the creature really acts unaccountably and he can't think of any cause except that he was going to sell her from her children but compose yourself dear reader there was no great harm done these were all poor people's children and some of them though not all were black and that makes all the difference in the world you know but mr brown is not alone in montgomery mr j d lindsay wishes to remind the people of his depot one hundred negroes for sale at my depot on commerce street immediately between the exchange hotel and f m gilmer jr's warehouse where i will be receiving from time to time large lots of negroes during the season and will sell on as accommodating terms as any house in the city i would respectfully request my old customers and friends to call and examine my stock j n o w lindsay 
montgomery november second eighteen fifty two mr lindsay is going to be receiving from time to time all the season and will sell as cheap as anybody so there's no fear of the supply falling off and lo in the same paper Messrs. sanders and foster press their claims also on the public notice negroes for sale the undersigned have bought out the well-known establishment of eccles and brown where they have now on hand a large lot of likely young negroes to wit men women boys and girls good field hands also several good house servants and mechanics of all kinds the subscribers intend to keep constantly on hand a large assortment of negroes comprising every description persons wishing to purchase will find it much to their interest to call and examine previous to buying elsewhere sanders and foster april thirteenth mr sanders and foster are going to have an assortment also all their negroes are to be young and likely the trashy old fathers and mothers are all thrown aside like a heap of pigweed after one has been weeding a garden query are these mr sanders and foster and j w lindsay and s n brown and mclean and woodroof and mcclendon all members of the church in good and regular standing does the question shock you why so why should they not be the rev dr smiley of mississippi in a document endorsed by two presbyteries says distinctly that the bible gives a right to buy and sell slaves footnote if language can convey a clear and definite meaning at all i know not how it can be more unequivocally or more plainly present to the mind any thought or idea that the twenty-fifth chapter of leviticus clearly or unequivocally establishes the fact that slavery or bondage was sanctioned by god himself and that buying selling holding and bequeathing slaves as property are regulations which were established by himself this comes from smiley on slavery and footnote if the bible guarantees this right and sanctions this trade why should it shock you to see the slave trader at a communion table do you feel that there is blood on his hands the blood of human hearts which he has torn asunder do you shudder when he touches the communion bread and when he drinks the cup which whosoever drinketh unworthily drinketh damnation to himself but who makes the traitor do not you do you think that the trader's profession is a healthy one for the soul do you think the scenes with which he must be familiar and the deeds he must do in order to keep up an assortment of negroes for your convenience are such things as jesus christ approves do you think that they tend to promote his growth and grace and to secure his soul's salvation or is it so important for you to have assorted negroes that the traders must not only be turned out of good society in this life but run the risk of going to hell forever for your accommodation but let us search the southern papers and see if we cannot find some evidence of that humanity which avoids the separation of families as far as possible in the argus published at weston missouri november fifth eighteen fifty two see the following a negro for sale i wish to sell a black girl about twenty-four years old a good cook and washer handy with a needle can spin and weave i wish to sell her in the neighborhood of camden point if not sold there in a short time i will hunt the best market or i will trade her for two small ones a boy and a girl m doyle consider it mr doyle 
he is opposed to the separation of families and therefore wishes to sell this woman in the neighborhood of camden point where her family ties are perhaps her husband and children her brothers or sisters he will not separate her from her family if it is possible to avoid it that is to say if he can get as much for her without but if he can't he will hunt the best market what more would you have of mr doyle how speeds the blessed trade in the state of maryland let us take the baltimore sun of november twenty third eighteen fifty two mr j s donovan thus advertises the christian public of the accommodations of his jail cash for negroes the undersigned continues at his old stand number thirteen camden street to pay the highest prices for negroes persons bringing negroes by railroad or steamboat will find it very convenient to secure their negroes as my jail is adjoining the railroad depot and near the steamboat landings negroes received for safe keeping j s donovan Mr. b m and w l campbell in the respectable old stand of slatter advertise as follows slaves wanted we are at all times purchasing slaves paying the highest cash prices persons wishing to sell will please call at two four two pratt street slatter's old stand communications attended to b m and w l campbell in another column however mr john denning has his season advertisement in terms which border on the sublime five thousand negroes wanted i will pay the highest prices in cash for five thousand negroes with good titles slaves for life or for a term of years in large or small families or single negroes i will also purchase negroes restricted to remain in the state that sustain good characters families never separated persons having slaves for sale will please call and see me as i am always in the market with the cash communications promptly attended to and liberal commissions paid by john n denning number eighteen south frederick street between baltimore and second streets baltimore maryland trees in front of the house mr john denning also is a man of humanity he never separates families don't you see it in his advertisement if a man offers him a wife without her husband mr john denning won't buy her oh no his five thousand are all unbroken families he never takes any other and he transports them whole and entire this is a comfort to reflect upon certainly see also the democrat published in cambridge maryland december eighth eighteen fifty two a gentleman gives this pictorial representation of himself with the proclamation to the slaveholders of dorchester and adjacent counties that he is again in the market negroes wanted i wish to inform the slaveholders of dorchester and the adjacent counties that i am again in the market persons having negroes that are slaves for life to dispose of will find it to their interest to see me before they sell as i am determined to pay the highest prices in cash that the southern market will justify i can be found at a hall's hotel in easton where i will remain until the first day of july next communications addressed to me at easton or information given to william bell in cambridge will meet with prompt attention william harker mr harker is very accommodating he keeps himself informed as to the state of the southern market and will give the very highest price that it will justify 
moreover he will be on hand till july and will answer any letters from the adjoining country on the subject on one point he ought to be spoken to he has not advertised that he does not separate families it is a mere matter of taste to be sure but then some well-disposed people like to see it on the trader's card thinking it has more creditable appearance and probably mr harker if he reflects a little will put it in next time it takes up very little room and makes a good appearance we are occasionally reminded by the advertisements for runaways to how small an extent it is found possible to avoid the separation of families as in the richmond wig of november fifth eighteen fifty two ten dollar reward we are requested by henry p davis to offer a reward of ten dollars for the apprehension of a negro man named henry who ran away from the said davis farm near petersburg on thursday the twenty seventh october said slave came from near lynchburg virginia purchased of blank cock and has a wife in halifax county virginia he has recently been employed on the south side railroad he may be in the neighborhood of his wife pulliam and davis auctioneers richmond it seems to strike the advertiser as possible that henry may be in the neighborhood of his wife we should not at all wonder if he were the reader by this time is in possession of some of those statistics of which the south carolinian speaks when he says we feel confident if statistics could be had to throw light upon the subject we should find that there is less separation of families among the negroes than occurs with almost any other class of persons in order to give some little further idea of the extent to which this kind of property is continually changing hands see the following calculations which has been made from sixty-four southern newspapers taken very much at random the papers were all published in the last two weeks of the month of november eighteen fifty two the negroes are advertised sometimes by name sometimes in definite numbers and sometimes in lots assortments and other indefinite terms we present the result of this estimate far as it must fall from a fair representation of the facts in a tabular form here is recorded in only eleven papers the sale of eight hundred forty nine slaves in two weeks in virginia the state where mr j thornton randolph describes such an event as a separation of families being a thing that quote, we read of in novels sometimes and here we have a chart showing the number of negroes advertised number of lots number of runaways described in eleven different states and the number of papers published in each of those states that collate this information states where published virginia eleven papers consulted eight hundred and forty nine negroes advertised seven lots fifteen runaways described kentucky five papers consulted two hundred and thirty eight negroes advertised in one lot seven runaways described in tennessee eight papers consulted three hundred and eighty five negroes advertised in four lots seventeen runaways described in south carolina twelve papers were consulted eight hundred and fifty two negroes advertised in two lots seven runaways described in georgia six papers were consulted ninety eight negroes advertised in two lots no runaways 
in alabama ten papers were consulted five hundred and forty nine negroes advertised in five lots five runaways in mississippi eight papers consulted six hundred and sixty nine negroes advertised in five lots six runaways in louisiana four papers consulted four hundred and sixty negroes advertised in four lots thirty-five runaways described total of sixty-four papers consulted four thousand one hundred negroes advertised in thirty lots and ninety-two runaways thirty-five of those in louisiana in south carolina where the writer in fraser's magazine dates from we have during these same two weeks a sale of eight hundred and fifty-two recorded by one dozen papers verily we must apply to the newspapers of his state the same language which he applies to uncle tom's cabin Quote, where our views of the system of slavery to be derived from these papers we should regard the families of slaves as utterly unsettled and vagrant End quote. the total in sixty-four papers in different states for only two weeks is four thousand one hundred besides ninety-two lots as they are called and now who is he who compares the hopeless returnless separation of the negro from his family to the voluntary separation of the freeman whom necessary business interest takes for a while from the bosom of his family is not the lot of the slaves bitter enough without this last of mockeries and worst of insults well may they say in their anguish quote, our soul is exceedingly filled with the scorning of them that are at ease and with the contempt of the proud from the poor negro exposed to bitterest separation the law jealously takes away the power of writing for him the gulf of separation yawns black and hopeless with no redeeming signal ignorant of geography he knows not whither he is going or where he is or how to direct a letter to all intents and purposes it is a separation hopeless as that of death and as final this ends chapter three part two separation of families